Test, test, test. Test. So. <laughs> Sorry, I was just messing around with the settings. Uh, I wanted to clear some shit up because I noticed that I went on this like, this is, <laughs> I noticed this. I don't really re-listen to a lot of the episodes, but in the past, the past, because the past ones have been very like, you know, I'll record, then pass out, wake up, keep going, you know, pick it up as I go to work, then I leave, and then I come back and record some more, and so on and so forth. It's very like, I noticed there was this one stretch in the last rant where it was like, I began two or three thoughts and then didn't finish them, but then went on a totally different tangent. So I'm going to follow up with, <laughs> I'm going to follow up with some of the, <laughs> with, um, to finish to complete a certain thought because okay so i was saying how you know they the ominous people that control everything they the legacy media the people that are in control and you know it's often it's funny because even i'm being dismissive of that kind of a quote-unquote phraseology if you want to call it that or a slangology or whatever and i think this is part of the this is part of how you know we write certain things off as borderline conspiracy, so then it ignores the reality of the fact that it exists. <laughs> so, yes, there are a lot of there are a few rich people that control the media. I mean, what are we pretending like that isn't the, the reality? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, this is the truth. So, basically, yes, there is a they, and they control. They conventionally and used to historically control what you read what you saw when you saw it and then subsequently because media is the easiestly the most powerful psychological tool you know pick 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 global conflict and go look at what they did with the media <laughs> in those scenarios so yeah so um because of that now we control it we control and even amongst the we, it's a very small percentage. But theoretically, we control the um, the the content and the info. Now we can choose what we want to watch, and then it creates these echo chambers, which the legacy media writes off as dangerous. And it does get dangerous, right? When you have um, super like alter right groups on Facebook, or and then they they then uh, mobilize themselves in reality to go commit some shit, and go kill people with vans, or go you know, lynch people and so on. But then what about those faces? And then you get into the, you know, now we have the faces of people with mental health issues, mental illness, um, people who have histories of that, people with substance abuse issues, um, and then all of the other various marginalized groups. Now they're using this shit to, to this shit. And by this shit, I mean the social networks to broadcast themselves. But if you want to see any of those marginalized groups 24-7, you have the right to do that. And it may, we may be running out of time on that. But for right now, we still have the ability to watch whatever we want to watch. Um... And this is the thing. This is kind of where I was going when I trailed off or went on a tangent. 
without completing my thought in the last rant. And I kind of did that just now. But <laughs> it's like the, you know, they'll conventionally paint certain groups of people as whatever. Quote unquote super predators. Y'all can look up who said that. Um, the quote unquote, oh, these mentally uns. It's interesting. Now that we're, le- now that there's this, this push of people with mental health issues, past or present, I guess it never really goes away in many cases, who are now kind of like, hey, I'm functional. I have my days where I'm dysfunctional, but I'm here and I'm making progress. These are the challenges. But then whenever there's like a real incident of, you know, that makes national news or whatever, or international news, they often will use the... It's like, I'm, it's like I, I uh, in my Instagram story, um, right when the Toronto van attack happened, and then, you know, Pence is like, yeah, me and Trump are monitoring the situation. And then, some, and then someone's like, what, do you, what exactly are you monitoring? And then somebody responds to that person to see their religion, to determine whether it was either A, terrorism, or B, mental health. It's like mental health becomes this derogatory threat. Um, well, let me rewind. It becomes a derogatory term, and then those people become threats. To the to the system, to the society, or whatever. I don't mean not to the system, but they become a societal threat. And you know, right now it's kind of like I say this too, right? Like I'm like, oh, this this hashtag culture of you know, making things hashtags, and it's kind of like, well, if at least for a month or a day or a week or however long, there's like something that trends you know people are spending most of their time on these apps if that positive spin on mental health and then also criticizing the flaws in the system if all this shit gets trending good (laughs) you know what i mean that's that's the moral of the story right that's the moral of the story um but i'm gonna i'm gonna stop recording here and i'm gonna leave some time to get into this mena trash thing i'm gonna go into a little bit more depth with that then throw in a little personal story to maybe spark well nobody's gonna have a conversation with <laughs> this is a one-way thing of me ranting but um it's something to think about as far as like how we frame you know how conventionally men and women think or how they conventionally will react to the various headlines concerning sexual assault. Anyway, I'll be, I'll be back. So I'm actually going to continue on with this theme of Instagram and mental health. Um, but not, I'm going to go in a different angle. Not so much from the standpoint of youth who consume Instagram content, Instagram information, and Instagram posts. But more from the standpoint of the people who, who aren't just teens. Who actually have like 10,000 plus followers on Instagram and seem to make their living from Instagram. Or use it as a way to leverage uh, career opportunities. Um, let's see 
I got sent a link to an interesting thread on Reddit. Um, so here we go. So there was, so the original post had multiple questions about the lives of basically Instagrammers or whatever. So here are some of the responses. Who takes all of your photos for you? Do you have dedicated friends or a photographer? The answer, self-timer. My boyfriend doesn't like doing it, but it, it will if we're out and about because it makes us money and he knows it. Two, how staged are your photos? For example, are the cute, in quotes, morning coffee and reading a book type of posts actually coming from a real place? It's, it's funny because as soon as I read that, like in the original question, there's this whole, you know, I read that particular question and I'm like the morning coffee and reading a book. I've seen so much of that. Anyway, um, they're always real, but many, many photos are taken to get the perfect shot. My boyfriend will occasionally sneak photos of me when I don't know, and those are my favorite. Three, how much behind-the-scenes work do you do to try and get followers or likes? What does that behind-the-scenes work look like? It's 8 to 12 hours a day, every day, mostly sitting in perfect outfits and makeup, alone in my house on my laptop or on my phone, constantly liking pictures and writing blog posts and reading other blogs' Instagram feeds. Do you ever get overwhelmed or stressed trying to keep your posts popular? I enjoy doing it for now. I have a backup career, which I'm also very successful in as well for when it quote-unquote dies down. Does it ever get to you when you post a photo that gets less likes than you were expecting? I note why and learn from it. Um, the fuck? Let me, sorry. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, okay, here we go. One of my best friends is Instagram famous. She's got like 400,000 followers or something. I met her after she was already famous, but I didn't know that she had such a following. She's not really on her phone all the time. She posts photos of her and her life, and they're really authentic and not staged. She's most famous for her tattoos. So she also has professional photographers shoot her, and she, stares, she shares those photos as well. She has a clothing line. Doesn't have to do much work to keep it up. Sponsored posts. Um, she never tried to get famous. It just happened. But people will take advantage of her all the time for more followers. Someone will hit her up to hang out. They'll take a couple pictures together and then the person just stays on their phone the rest of the time but they'll straight up leave. But not until they post the photos and tag her saying, oh my God, love her so much. And then someone responds to that person. The friend thing is exactly what happened to my friend. She models and only has about 60,000, but she's only about 60,000. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, as, the, as these sites mature, it's like, the standard or whatever, or the the, 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 the the benchmark of what is deemed success on these sites keeps increasing and increasing and increasing. 60,000, only 60,000. But she's famous enough that, <laughs> but she's famous enough that a random acquaintance of mine, 8,000 miles away, who I hadn't spoken to in years, saw me in a photo with the, with the Insta person and she freaked the hell out because she apparently, because apparently she follows her. But yeah, even with only 60,000, she says it's hard to make friends because people just want to use her to gain more followers or to get free clothes. I have a $40,000 Instagram account, make $0 off of it. Um, and I know what I'm doing is something that Reddit people, it's like, not that I really give a shit what they think about what I'm doing, not that they'll ever hear it, but I guess there's people you like scrolling, scrolling and trolling and lurking Reddit for material. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, not me, but okay. I already read that. This is a long one too. Like I could spend 50 minutes. I could spend like I could, the next 10 episodes could be about this one thread on Reddit, but cause it's interesting. Like it's interesting to get a sense of, you know, how people live 
their lives for these sites. And again, I'm trying to flip the 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 mental health conversation around Instagram to the people who actually post on there. You know what I mean? Uh, I deleted my account about a year ago, but I, I had right around 50,000 Instagram followers when I left. I was well known for my work in a pretty niche industry, traveled a lot and have a bunch of tattoos. So I guess my life was fun to watch. My content was about 50-50, my work and life. I never sought out Instagram quote-unquote fame, nor did I think I really cared about it. But having walked away from it, I can now look back and see things more clearly. I'll try to answer your questions from my viewpoint. But I wasn't super famous and had a pretty unique thing going on. So this isn't necessarily representative of every one of the bunch of followers. I took all my own photos. Unless someone took a cool shot and texted it to me or something. A lot of acquaintances who are photographers wanted to take pictures of me. And if I liked the photos, I'd repost them with credit. But I think that had more to do with me having a unique look than my IG status. 95% of what I posted is taken by me. I never took a staged photo. Nothing was fake. Uh, I began to curate my posts. Mm -hmm. So I guess what I'm getting at is that I, what I didn't post had more thought put into it than what I did post. You do sort of figure out pretty quickly how to take better photos. I never did anything to seek out more followers or more likes. I didn't even use hashtags unless they were super ironic and dumb. My follower, my followership came from other pages. I did, however, find that I needed to pay close attention to what, I, what was what is happening in my con comments. Companies would spam. Uh, close friends used to pick pick on me about being internet famous, but they were always the ones who brought it up, not me. <laughs> Acquaintances were often very friendly, very quick. I never really had to fight to stay relevant. I did notice people ripping off my quote-unquote style. Sometimes, and that was always frustrating. Or people I had never met or interacted with trying to start <laughs> online beefs. Sort of like that dub kid in the TV show Atlanta. If people can't ride your coattails, they'll try and step on them, you know? I didn't want the notoriety, but once I had it, had it felt like it was something I needed to protect. It's funny because my success was so unintended. But I always noticed that what I liked, my followers weren't as pumped on. But what I felt ifty on posting, my followers loved. That's interesting too. Let me stop there. Well, actually, no. Let me continue. <laughs> Let me continue reading. Um, and just so, just as a little disclaimer, for whatever reason, after all of these rants, I'm now becoming, I can admit this, becoming self-conscious about blabbering about myself, even though I still do it, but. I'm trying to I'm trying to just kind of keep on the focus of I'm talking about something a topic and not to include too much of my own um, personal anecdotes but I know that won't last long like in a few weeks I'll just be back to that <laughs> anyway but it's kind of a bummer when you create what you think is a solid piece of content and it only gets half the likes that a picture of me standing on the beach or something would get okay it's like you know Okay, so these things are kind of like, like I've been saying, an extension of your your mind, you know what I mean? It's like a live journal. If you want to post something, post it. Even me with jack shit for followers, sometimes I'm kind of like, should I post that? But then you have to think a bit more objectively. Like, in the end, nobody's going to remember because we're all part of this matrix of information overload. And I know that I'm reading shit where this is kind of the opposite of what I'm, you know, what I'm saying. But 
people don't tend to really notice these things. Like, oh, it's like another. I'm gonna keep reading here, but there's other part. There's other posts here. There's other responses where people are like they take down what they post within an hour or two, based on the, the engagement from the jump. You know, from 21 Jump Street, so to speak. It's like if within a few hours people ain't responding or liking or whatever, it becomes this like um, scenario of. Oh, that was a flop. Therefore, I'm going to take it down. And it's kind of like, well, they were, you were also seen taking it down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and especially if, if you're treating IG, depends, like, what's your usage of this? Is it like an archive of, of content, so to speak, or of pictures or a video or of something that, just shows that you have a presence because you know how they say if you're not online you don't really exist as sad as that is it's true but it doesn't even need to be about having thousands upon thousands of only sixty thousand followers it's like this is kind of my little i'll actually get into this in another in the beginning because i'm going to actually spend a couple of 23.16 minute rants specifically about Instagram and now how I'm like after sort of forcing myself to use it constantly over the past number of months how in the past couple of weeks I've now devised okay I'm going to use this for that I think I've talked about this how I'm using specific platforms for specific things but because I'm talking about Instagram I'm going to kind of talk about what Instagram is for me now but um yeah it's an archive of you know it's like when you notice like a lot of the podcasting, like people who have Instagrams related to their podcasts. It's literally like just a clip of the I didn't even realize this, but I because I've kind of been doing this, but recently because I'm like because I'm putting more energy into actually ranting. It's like I don't really give a shit about posting on IG, you know what I mean? It's like I can only dedicate so much creativity to certain things and it's like Instagram posting is kind of like there, but you figure out a little rhythm. You treat your Instagram as okay. Here's a one minute clip of whatever I'm ranting about. And so, anyway, let me continue on. Uh, let me see. Scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> I have a friend who's trying to make it in the Instagram game. He has around twenty thousand followers and a few sponsors for clothes and supplements related to his lifestyle page. He's generally a great guy. I've known him for about six years, and he's only been Instagram famous for the last year. He is definitely on his phone more than before, but he often turns his phone into airplane mode when he's doing things with people to decrease distractions because there's always stuff coming in that he could answer or look at. I'll do my best to answer those questions from what I've observed. There are a few, one, there are a few ways he gets pictures. Sometimes it's his iPhone on a self-timer. He also has... What so the, it just, the picture the, the phone is the iPhone can just take pictures randomly on the timer? It's fucked up. I didn't know that. Anyway, he also has a few friends with professional. Maybe I'm misreading how that. Maybe I'm misinterpreting that. But anyway, he also has a few friends with professional cameras. They go out together and take pictures. Lastly, he does quote unquote photo shoots with professional lighting in a studio to rep some brand or something else. I don't understand. So he's got a pretty large stockpile of photos stored on his phone. Two. His photos are 100% staged. Often he just throws up a photo taken earlier, doing some candid thing shot with a DSLR. His Instagram story is more of a here's my everyday life, but mostly they're still premeditated posts. 
behind the scenes, there's a ton of stuff going on. That's number three. Three, behind the scenes, there's a ton of stuff going on, especially with the Explore page or whatever it's called. This is actually the, what I was hoping I could refine. Um, there's a group of people on the Instagram famous train who are in a chat group together. They all post at the same time and like each other's photos to get them to pop up on more people's explores, explore pages. He's always trying to hook up with other people's companies and give shout outs with the intention of getting more followers. <laughs> there's definitely, I'm clowning, but there's definitely pressure around likes. Every time he posts something, he's checking his phone, hoping to get a certain number of likes in a certain number of minutes. Sometimes things he posts casually in his story blow up in photos that he has taken professionally with a well-thought-out write-up don't do as well as he thinks they should, which is disappointing for him, yeah. Either way, he's attached to the likes slash social media response he gets, good or bad. Yeah, that's an, that's an interesting one too, right? Um, and that, that number three, the Explore page, I don't even really... You know, I don't, the whole, what I look to explore is usually through the, 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 the realm of Twitter. I don't really use Instagram to explore things. You know what I mean? I would actually argue I go on the explore page. <sighs> well, sometimes for whatever reason, when you open IG, like depending on, you know, the sensitivity of the touch screen or whatever, it's like I'll accidentally hit it or whatever. And then you scroll a bit, but a lot of it is, I don't know. It's noise to me, right? You know how much time I got? I got a few bars left. Here, I have 26,000 on IG, about triple that on YouTube. I take my own photos with a professional camera. Most of my pics are of people who are not me. The pics that are of me are taken by my husband. I'd say one photo I post a month is staged and usually is of an object. Three, I don't do much work on IG. To be honest, I take professional-looking pricks. I edit them with pro programs. I edit them again on IG. Type something up that provides value and post. Mm-hmm. I'm not on IG much, maybe 20 minutes a day just checking friends' posts. Um, I strive to make at least three posts a week that work visually, creatively, and have something valuable to say. I kind of, I just kind of wing it, like, for like, me personally. It's just kind of like, I don't even have a schedule. It's just like, sometimes I'll post five times a day, other times it's like, not for four days. Anyway, not really because I, uh, hold on. I don't hold a ton of value on IG. The pics I take are a bit more for me than they are for others, Yeah. I've been approached by companies, but I won't take free stuff from money unless. So I was trying to kind of dig out some more mental health related. I could have saved some posts there, but I'm going to pick this up in the next rant because it's an interesting. I find the social media world interesting as a study in and of itself. And I've been participating in studies based around this idea and kind of expressing my thoughts. But anyway, I'm going to let the music ride out and I'll pick this up. Thanks for listening. <laughs>